the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're all here this morning. Mike Raley and Clamp, Rufus Edmonston. We have Phil Campbell with us this morning. We almost had Nelson Cox. We do have Pam Beck with us on the phone up in the Harrikens this morning in uh, northern Wake County. And uh, a good morning again to you all. We made it through uh, one hour very quickly there. And uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. And uh, Pam, anything else to say about the Chinese chestnut? Yes. I I looked at a couple of different sites, and I I pulled out an old book of mine, too. And um, these are great trees. I'm surprised we're not growing them more. They are perfect in hot, dry areas. They do well in acidic soils. Um, what you usually need is a pair so that they'll cross-pollinate, but they do have beautiful leaves. The nuts usually start falling about September, and it grows um, to a slow to medium rate, so less than 12 inches to 24 inches a year. But the Chinese chestnut can get to be 40 to 60 high and 40 to 60 spread on it. So they're beautiful, beautiful trees. Um, they do like uh, sandy soil so if you are down east um you're past the past the uh the clay belt here um and it is drought tolerant once established the um looks like nothing that he really needs to do to it special just watch for weevils that's one thing one pest that will get into the nuts and if he sees that um those can be treated but other than that, it looks like it, it grows in a rounded shape. It's highly resistant to chestnut blight. Um, its wood is very durable. Uh, so you, And it'll bear nuts within four to five years if grown from seed. So it sounds like an ideal nut tree for um, this part of North Carolina. Yeah. And they, by the way, they will grow in the mountains because I had a neighbor when I grew up that had a whole chestnut grove of Chinese Ooh. chestnut. Oh, wow. And they wow. made it there, and the 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 big problem he had was the creeping worms, which you I treat I imagine like you would a pecan tree. You got to treat the ground Probably. and get the weevils before they come out of the ground and go up the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's always tough to do. So I I hope that helps our um, caller from Selma. And uh, <clears throat> before we go to Miss Monica, uh, James has been waiting a while. I think we lost him at some point. Go to James and Wendell. Also, if 
if you're not hearing us quite as well this morning, apparently we are at reduced power uh, on that big old 50,000. So we're not being heard in Cucamonga this morning. <laughs> if you were if you're wondering if, if there was something wrong with your radio, there's not. Uh, we're uh, having some some um, maintenance and uh, having, having to work on that big old transmitter out in Cary this morning. So, uh, James, good morning. How, we, how can we help you? Hey, good morning. Um, a patch of woods uh, behind my house, uh, I found a volunteer magnolia tree. It's probably about a foot tall. I just wonder what's the best way to, to transplant it into my yard as far as when and how. Well, now would be a good time. Get enough enough soil around it. Uh, I have that have that happen too, but I've I plant, planted some from my my yard into my woods. This is a different different story, uh, and it I don't know how it'll come back like it's apparent. Do they do that, Pam and Phil I, and Ann? I, I don't know if they, if a, a seedling comes back like a parent. I have no idea. It does. Um, let me ask you, are we talking about an evergreen magnolia, or are we talking about the uh, the native deciduous magnolias, James? Oh, my goodness, I have no idea. It's, it's does a, it lose? Now, I, I, all of them drop leaves, but is it uh, is it green year-round, or does it is it bare green right now? right now? Um, it's green right now. Okay, that's an evergreen. Okay. That's, that's the big old... Okay, that's the magnolia grandiflora. And um, those do quite well. In fact, um, the preference is to plant them, according to the magnolia expert Pat McCracken, who um, you know used to be with the International Magnolia Society, the ideal time to transplant those would be summer because they like to have their roots warm when they're establishing roots oh. through the next winter. So um, it's, it's one of those things. It's almost like the tropicals or the bananas that they do a little bit better if you plant them in the summertime. So I would wait until after this next cold spell. If you can wait till even into April, uh, just dig wide around it. I would use a gardening fork rather than a shovel so you can get any long roots that might meander out from this thing. Remember, it's been out there uh, making its own. The biggest challenge is are you planning to put it in full sun after it's been in the woods because it might burn? Um. It's not in the woods. It's on the edge of the woods uh, where... Okay. Actually, it's on the north side of the woods, now that I think about it, even though it's okay. not in the woods. Uh, it probably yeah. uh, has not got... Yeah, so can you leave it on the yeah. north side of your house? Can well, you, can I could you... do that. So what you're suggesting is to find a place in the yard that's not full sun? Right, right. Part shade. Um, because if that baby grew up that way and that's the way it's happy, then yeah. that's that's where it's going to be happiest. Now, it'll never okay. be the really thick, full magnolia grandiflora that you see out in full sun that came along that way. But it will still survive, and it will look really nice and evergreen in your in your woodsy areas. Get plenty of soil and roots from, from wherever you uh, harvest yeah. it. Okay. That sounds great. Oh, by the way, on a side note, you mentioned something about banana trees. I mean, uh, yeah, banana trees. My yeah. parents lived out in. Yeah, my parents lived out in the country, and they had banana trees, and they literally would would uh, have bananas. And then when the weather would start to turn cool, my father would literally pull them up out of the ground and put them underneath the house. And then next spring and summer, wow. he'd take them out. Good them graces. Out. Hey, they were gardeners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, <laughs> I never figured out why that didn't kill them. <laughs> That's he yeah. had the touch. The man yeah. had the touch. Yep. 
James, thank you for sharing that with us. Thanks for calling. Okay. All right. Thank you. Have a nice day. Uh, 919-860-9783. I mentioned we were uh, doing some maintenance on the transmitter, so we weren't at, at full big old power, 50,000 watts. You can listen online. Uh, there's also a podcast uh, available for The Weekend Gardener, but you can listen online at WPTF.com and uh, through TuneIn Radio, for instance. Uh, Miss Monica, do you ever take any cuttings or uh, transfer things, or do you even have time to do that with plants? I love to do that. Propagating used to be one of my favorite things, but having the time is always a challenge. Um, (laughs) I don't do it quite as much as I used to, but it's always fun to play with it and see what you get. Yeah. Well, are there any plant people out at the market this morning? There are. We've got our um, kind of our two normal vendors that have been being here um, right now. Um, got some house plants, some pansies, shrubbery, and some beautiful camellias um, mm. that are in bloom right now. So if you're looking to add a camellia to your landscape, it's the perfect time to, that to is grab a good one. one so to get. See what they look like. <laughs> hmm. Well, that uh, we're glad to see that they're doing okay. And we look forward to more of them being out there. What about under the farmer's shed down down the line? I guess, have you all finished maintenance under building number one? Well, that's kind of we're in the middle of that right oh, now. Oh, okay. So if you come in and don't see anybody in that first building, don't panic. Everybody's just moved down a little ways. Um, so just keep driving down the you know farmer's area. And actually, all of our <clears throat> winter our farmers that are here during the winter time have moved down to the area where the plants usually are always right. at. So um, they're still here, still still have a great selection, and just um, come on out and shop with them. I tell you, one of the hot commodities right now, I would say, is firewood. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially for this weekend and maybe next week. Uh, yeah, cool. Yes. Um, so with, there's a great selection of firewood you can buy it if you're looking just a small quantity or you're needing a truckload. They can help you out either way. Um, we still have a good selection of apples and apple cider, and, um, of course, all sorts of greens. We've got collards and cabbage and kale, spinach, um, turnip greens, and, of course, we have some turnips and rutabagas and beets, that sort of thing. A few greenhouse crops like tomatoes popping up, um, some um, tunnel-grown strawberries are coming in, and um, seeing a few of the lettuces here and there also, like the hydroponic type that's coming in um, now. Pecans, sweet potatoes, still have a great selection of those. Um, radish and, and a few Brussels sprouts, um, that sort of thing. So we have a good selection in our farmer's area, so you can definitely get those fruits and veggies in, in your diet. Very good. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully the folks will go out. And, uh, gosh, everything is, is, I mean, it's all so healthy, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Tastes good, too. Yeah. Lots of fruits and vegetables, you know, is always a good thing. So Certainly is, uh, definitely this time of year. Yes, definitely. Making a good big pot of vegetable soup, um, you can definitely get everything you need to go into that. So. Melissa does that, and she's she's, changed, she's using one of her sister's recipes right now that has beef bouillon in it, mm. a really good type Ooh. of beef bouillon. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, uh, it's all vegetables, tomatoes, and stuff like that, and it's... Wow, it is so good. Oh, Lots of beans. I mean, she puts, share that recipe, she puts beans, all right. Uh, uh, she Yum. puts beans and stuff in it. So it's, you know, you're getting some good protein mm-hmm. in it, too. It's got butter beans and corn and all kinds of stuff. 
Yeah, and you can get getting hungry right already. now up in our market shops, you can find a lot of those dried beans, and you can find right. the, even they have some frozen peas and butter beans, that sort of thing. Um, also, um, even the Hunter Pork Center has a selection of um, frozen vegetables. If you've never checked that out, you can find that there as well. Which yeah, they're be, good. Which would be good, you know, also to add to the soup, some of the things that aren't available fresh right now. Yeah. Now, my mother used to use a lot of fresh stuff when she made soup um, mm-hmm. and melissa's done that a lot too but i think all of this is in cans maybe oh, okay. you know, the tomatoes the the beans um they're like the kidney beans or, or you know some of the or black beans Yum. or something like that but at any rate uh all, all of the vegetables and stuff and then and it's a certain type of beef bouillon is really good sounds delicious yeah you don't you don't need any meat in it at all i think the recipe and the first time she fixed it it had ground beef in it but you you can't tell that it doesn't have i mean it still has you know that beefy flavor in it so i, I think it I think it works pretty well and uh in the market shops lots of stuff up there yes and you know we're talking about making soup and you know something else be great is a bit of some chili you know you can find find the fresh beef there um steaks and chicken and all sorts of different meats that are coming in from local farms you can find there right now. We have fresh seafood and all the cheeses and milks and um, all those different products that you can find and get them here fresh from local farms. And 321 Coffee is here, so a good cup of hot coffee this morning. Um, yeah. It's a great thing to get your day started if you're planning to come out to the market. And the the bakery's back open. They they uh, they opened up, I guess, last week. They are, they had- and they are baking that bread, I smell it every time i go in there um they do a wonderful job and i think they've got some plans for some valentine's day treats that they're working on and taking orders for so um check those guys out they do a great job if you're in the mood for some ice cream they've got several different flavors of ice cream the fresh squeezed orangeades and lemonades you can get in there as well and um support those guys um they they do a wonderful job and you can always place orders if you need something for a special time or maybe someone's birthday. You can always um, place the order ahead of time. And make sure they, you know, they'll have exactly what you need when you need it. Now, Monica, I'm ready for some healthy junk food. Some healthy and, junk food. And guess what I'm going to opt for? Well, healthy I, junk food. Yeah, yeah, like like those hot dogs out there. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, health, health, yeah. healthy yeah. junk food. Oh, healthy junk food. There's no doubt about it. I wouldn't call. Those red wieners junk food at all, <laughs> and I'm sure they, they've got the formula down now, just about pat. Have they about got it right? They've, they've about got it right. Good. And, and we're going to go by today and get us a couple on the way out and, and visit one the in each hand. one in each, one in each yeah. hand. Yes. And also, I want to go by the shop uh, and get some of that uh, no sugar added. I believe my wife eats about three quarts a week oh, of okay. uh, jelly with, with yogurt. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. interesting. No sugar added and. It's sort of like Sweet Melissa makes occasionally, except it, it is flavored by real fruit juices, just no no added sugar. Uh-huh. And yeah. great for people with a diabetic problem right. like me and still just ate the biggest donut that Phil had here a while ago. But anyway. Well, you didn't have to tell everybody. I guess I did. I want to confess openly. <laughs> Confession's good for the That's soul. That's the end of the confession, it, it certain, Tom. certainly is. I mean, if, if you, certainly if you feel better. Now, what else do they sell at uh, the Market Grill? What what other kind of delicacies do they have? They most anything, or is it more deli like now, or what? Well, 
they're they're still kind of working on and tweaking their menu. Um, oh. But they, you know, they have the traditional hot dogs and things like that, and then mm. they have some other specialty items they're featuring. I think this week they were trying um, to do some fish, um, not fish, but shrimp, um, like a shrimp burger. Absolutely. Oh, Monica, have you tried that? No, not yet. It is big as a hot dog. I kid you not. The shrimp? The shrimp is so big that it it had a little bit sticking out over a hot dog. Oh, Then they put their special sauce on it. Uh Uh-huh. It was to die for. And if I had to guess, they're probably getting the shrimp from local seafood. Because um, mm-hmm. I know that they're trying to, you know, they're that's one of the things about the Market Grill. They and they love to try to, you know, help all the local vendors yes. feature local products. And that's one of the things, like I say, they're kind of tweaking and trying to work on getting, you know, some of the local products into their menu. Um, I know that they're doing omelet sandwiches. That's one thing I still have to try. I've heard that they're delicious. Um, and so... And, you know, one other thing they're doing, their crispy pops, they have those on their menu. So you can buy one of those, and they have different toppings that you can put on them. So that's uh-huh. a really neat thing mm. you can try. So if you're just curious how they how they are before you buy a whole pack of them down at their other booth with a Carolina Crispy Fry. Um, but they're doing a wonderful job, you know, mm-hmm. getting started and that's right. experimenting a little bit, getting that Rufus dog just right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, we yeah. got to get that right. Yes. Well, so, you've got your name on something on the wall, you <laughs> You need to get it right. That's right. Yeah. And they make their own chili. That's one thing um, they are kind of proud of. And, again, putting fresh fresh, fresh ingredients into it. And um, and it's really it's good. Like Rufus said, it did have a little kick to it. But I think they have kind of toned that down a little bit. And they may be offering maybe one that's more spicy and one not as much spicy, you know. To, yeah. To try to accommodate everybody's taste buds. That's good. Yeah, like I said, some like it hot. And some like it cool. That's right. And I said, let's hit the middle. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so uh, let's see. The mar- oh, the restaurant, the farmer's market restaurant. Oh, that would be a great morning to, to go out and oh, get yeah. some sausage and eggs. And, mm. Yes, and one of those big biscuits. I mean, yeah, oh, the bigger the better. Big biscuits, big <laughs> biscuits. <laughs> yes, and they have the molasses to go with it, and um, of course, you can enjoy a hot cup of hot coffee, and um, if you don't want breakfast, wait a little bit, and they'll start serving their um, daily lunch menu, and um, nothing like it. They have a wonderful selection of just old-fashioned country cooking, and um, check out those guys. They're here seven days a week, and so open daily till 3 p.m., and if the weather's nice out, they do have an outdoor dining area, you know, that you if you want to sit outside instead of inside, and They've got everybody conveniently spaced out inside and everything, and they do offer to go, so you can call in an order ahead of time if you just want to grab something on the go. Yeah, I've kind of gotten hooked on their uh, country sausage right now. Mm-hmm. The country links. I like the link too grief. because I can take that oh, with the biscuit. And uh, my goodness, you know, I, I'll uh, eat an egg, maybe mm-hmm. some grits, and mm-hmm. and I, yeah, that's great. That'll that'll last me all country, day. Yeah, I mean, it, it really will. it really it is filling. Yep. So uh, and the and the yeah. seafood market uh, and see not seafood market but the seafood restaurant mm-hmm. is is open. Both of them are open, but they are in the seafood restaurant. You know, they had I saw a post they had made on their Facebook the other day, and they were saying, you know, basically how generous they are with their portions. They had one of their they are good grief, and, um, <laughs> you know, basically just saying, you know, how much food you do get whenever you come out yep. and it was just a beautiful plate there and um, I know I shared it to our page and um, one of their things they're really trying to 
to do more of now because of just the way things are with COVID. They're trying to do more online ordering to make it a little bit more convenient so everybody don't have to come in and stand in line as long and that sort of thing. Um, so you can definitely um, do the take advantage of the online ordering so they can have your orders ready when you get here. Um, they still are not doing indoor seating, um, but they do have the, the outdoor um, picnic tables that you can sit at. And I've seen folks tailgating a little bit and sitting inside their vehicles enjoying their meals and mm-hmm. and all sorts of things. But um, we're just thankful they're open and um, offering their delicious seafood. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, Superside is, is open. They'll be really moving things mm-hmm. out and, and as we get warmer, as people start uh, planting uh, fescue and, and other types of grasses again? Oh, certainly. Um, saw two big loads of sod coming in. Um, one day this week I was down there, and, you know, if you're looking a certain kind or you're just not sure what you want, you want to start preparing and getting ready for that whenever it's a good time to install, come out and talk to those guys and kind of, you know, <coughs> they'll help walk you through exactly what you need and be right. able to tell you, you know, some suggestions or if you're looking something to, um, spruce up your your lawn. They have all different kinds of products that they can help you with. They do have pine straw and they have those big bags of compost mix. And uh, market uh, imports is uh, bustling, I'm sure. They are um, lots of unique items over there. Fountains, all kinds of indoor home furnishings. So come by and check them out. See exactly what they got going. I'm pretty sure they're getting ready for their annual sale. So we'll keep you posted on when that happens, or or follow them on their social media, and they'll they'll let you know there as well. All right, uh, Melissa says that they're frozen veggies too. Now, like I guess the beans are in cans, mm-hmm. but the the frozen veggies, like the butter beans and corn and all that stuff. So that uh, that's partly why it's good and uh, better than bouillon. Okay. Both veggie and the beef type. She puts in but better than bullion is uh, the name of the bullion product okay and uh today is uh Ruvis's assistant longtime assistant cheryl's birthday and uh so happy birthday to Absolutely, cheryl, cheryl. That's so good. uh so pam and and uh, monica and uh, sam sam our producer all of us we sing sing a happy birthday to cheryl Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Cheryl. Happy birthday to you. And we had a little, little digital uh, delay there, but uh, we, we got it in. in the neighborhood. Yay. Happy birthday to you, Cheryl. Very special lady. Miss Monica, have a great day. We always love talking to you. Rufus will have to take take her a Rufus dog of her. That's right. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and Big John too. (laughs) Oh, Big John, he'll take about five. Five, yeah. (laughs) More of the weekend gardener coming up. Bye, Miss Monica. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye, honey. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. And we got Pam Beck and Phil Campbell uh, here. Phil was, uh, Pam, Pam was the one that was singing on key so nicely, but that digital phone delay... <laughs> Had you had you one step behind us? Well, it was like a round. It was. I, yeah, that's, that's what. <laughs> that's great. Sorry. That's great. No, I would, no, don't don't apologize. It was great. That's great. 
So uh, <laughs> 919-860. I'm actually a tenor, so that was, uh, that was a little high. <laughs> well, we're honored to have a, uh, a voice major with us. That's it. So we should we should former, make you former darling. We should make you sing. We should make you sing more than than we do. Well, Pam, I'll make you a deal. Let's well, sing Amazing Grace amazing together sometime. Grace. Yeah, let's. Uh, oh, I would love to do that with you, Rufus. I have uh, great memories of singing Amazing Grace with the late Jim Wilson of the Victory Garden. Uh, you, mm-hmm. Many of you. Oh yeah, I love oh, Jim. Yeah. He was on. From, he was on the show from, uh, two or three times with us. What a wonderful man he was. Yes, I, with his straw hat and his little yeah. um, gray self. He's just, he was the sweetest, kindest man. He was. And I had the pleasure of speaking on a program with him in Greensboro when Larry and Lee Newland owned the New Garden Center. They had a hydrangea festival, and during lunchtime, um, he struck up Amazing Grace because we had all talked about being in church choirs, and Larry and Lee and Mike and I and, and Jim all sang, and, and everybody took part. And it was one of those magical moments. And everybody was sober. (laughs) So, uh, absolutely sober. It was lunchtime. (laughs) Kristen is with us from Indian Land, South Carolina. Kristen, how are you today? I'm good. Good morning. Yeah, you're. You grew up uh, around Phil, didn't you? Yep. So, how can we help you this morning? Hey, Phil. Hey, hey, Chris. How are you? I've got a, a question about my crepe myrtles again. All right. Um, last year, I had just a horrible case of whatever the black uh, bug is that gets on the leaves. And it just coated every leaf. And so I was aphids. so happy when I saw them all fall off finally. Yeah, aphids do that, and they get kind of a powdery mildew on it and and that type of thing. Are they in full sun? Yes. Okay. But I want to make sure I get whatever I need to put on it before they come out or ready for them. But I went out there uh, after I held on for a half an hour last Saturday and (laughs) uh, looked and, and and the branches of the tree still have that black on them. I mean, it's not it. it I, I, so do I need to somehow get that off? I don't know how I would ever do it. To the but, uh, well, I mean, the tree should be. You don't have any leaves on it right now, do you? No, no leaves. Yeah. So I just want to know what I need to do to to keep them from being the issue that they were. How big are they? Oh, they're about uh, ten feet, yeah. maybe twelve. Okay, that's a lot of spraying. Uh, any any ideas, Pam? How would you approach that? Uh, power washer, yeah, a power washer this time of year. If you put it on a very very gentle stream and use a little. Uh, I'm sorry, somebody's dialing on this phone. I'm I'm hearing. What are you on a party line? Me? No. Uh, no, I don't. That's that's what's worrying me. Is yeah. uh, somebody's interfering with this phone number? Um, but what I was going to suggest is that if you if you use a very gentle stream with some just some dishwashing detergent, all you're doing is you're washing off the residue from the aphids. You're not washing off the aphids themselves; they're gone. Yeah. But um, would wash off what was left as a residue, and um, it would just make you feel better more than anything else. Well, I just don't want it to be an issue with my new leaves when they come up. It won't. 
Shouldn't. Shouldn't. Well, you know, it depends, I guess, how much rain you get. And, you know, moist conditions uh, certainly contribute to the mildew buildup. But uh, the aphids are, are, another, are another problem, Pam. Now, those leaves are probably still on the ground. So, I mean, you know, around the... the right. Tree, I guess I could Remove those, them. yes. Yeah, that that would that would help some. Any any other ideas, Pam, for uh, for the aphids? Uh, well, I was going to suggest Phil is the one who has that chemical arsenal. Um, you know, uh, what do you suggest, Phil? For no, I, th- I think uh, I think what you said. I I don't really like to use chemicals that much. We've got the bone and that sort of thing, but I would just use a uh, uh, power washer on the lowest setting, and if if you want to get that off now. I would not do anything, okay, uh, because I think, uh, I, I mean, I think it's just a natural, I mean, aphids were on there. They left the residue. Um, sooner or later, the bar, some of the bark may peel or something like that, and it'll be gone. You won't notice it. Or sooner or later, the leaves are going to come out on the tree, and then it's going to look nice again. Um, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I wouldn't do yeah, anything. It's not gonna. It's I, not gonna. It's not hurt gonna hurt the, the tree. Yeah. All right. Well, well, if they come back next year, what do I spray them with? I do horticultural oil. Yeah, you can do that, or you can just uh, you can just do what Pam said and take the mm-hmm. take the sprayer again, very gently, and just uh, it, they're easy to get off. They'll right. they'll just pop right off. Uh-huh. Okay, that sounds good. with some dish detergent. Right. Yeah, I'll get my bottle of dawn i get the large size yeah, yeah but i would get those leaves up that are under the tree yeah. i think that's probably one of the best ways you can help keep okay. the uh any insects because it what happens is insects hide in leaves where it's warm and they'll get up under the leaves and lay eggs and do things and then they'll all pop out and jump on the tree mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah. so hey, i hey, rufus i went out to field place oh few months ago, and I found your street, where that's where I turned. Oh, you Rufus found the Rufus way. way. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we're glad that you traveled. Wasn't that nice to feel to name a street after me? I know. That yeah, was. That, that, that was thought. Really I didn't Campbell Village. <laughs> that's it. Thank you. Always nice talking to you, Kristen. Take care, Chris. Thank you. Bye, bye, Phil. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Ray is in Nashville. Ray, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hello. Hey, how can we help you today, Ray? Hey, uh, well, I, I wanted to thank you all for uh, uh, singing happy birthday to me. I, I didn't even realize you all knew it was my is birthday. It, uh, is it your oh, birthday, well. too, Ray? Well, happy birthday, Let's buddy. Three, three people today already. <laughs> well, thank you, Ray. <laughs> Well, you know, if if the pool room was still in Nashville, you could go have yourself a hot dog there. But, yeah, uh, I tell you, it just don't seem right, does it? It just doesn't <laughs> seem right at all. And my mother, my sweet little mother, would go there and get hot dogs. That that uh, that pool room, uh, Joiner's pool room. Yeah, great place. And I, I tell you, a hot dog, you just can't. I don't know. There's something about a hot dog that just 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 makes the comfort food go down well. Yeah. Yeah, and they every pool room I've ever been in, they that sold hot dogs or or cheeseburgers or something. They were always good. Hey, and I'm all for it, and I always donate my part. There you go, <laughs> there you go. So have you a great meal today somewhere, Ray? Uh, How can I'm we help you? Ask you guys, uh, since I last talked to you, I'm about halfway uh, 
constructed on uh, the boss lady's uh, greenhouse. Oh, kind of, that's right. You had oh, yeah. uh, had green greenhouse issues. Uh, how how yeah, did you solve yeah, that? Yes, I did, and and it, 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 everything's going well. I, the only thing I had to kind of break into a little Stubby's area there, and now so Stubby's kind of which is working out good because Stubby's kind of hanging out in the garden and uh, scratching and fertilizing that for us. So it, that's working out well too. Okay, uh, but. Uh, the, the boss lady brought something up last night. Uh, you see on the internet where uh, her greenhouse, when she does her seedlings, somebody showed a picture. They used a portion of a, a egg shell to, to start the seedlings in. And I was kind of curious, is, is that a good thing or is it matter or, or what? Do you know anything about that kind of stuff? Hmm. But you well, just take the little egg shell and put it in there and, and they say the. Well, I know the, the, the egg shell theory of course is is the calcium that comes from the eggshells yeah. that's that's ca- coffee grounds for the acid and eggshells uh for the calcium and and lime and so, so forth because we do have because stubby does do- donate all her eggshells egg to the garden so good uh we're thinking well maybe it would be a good idea i don't know well yeah i'd be hesitant though because of uh, the potential of mice or rats getting into the greenhouse because they might come in there after that that usually and, works um, better in in a uh, compost pile yeah oh okay yeah and then yeah, then that. you put it on the plant yeah we've been doing that we got a compost thing we, we was doing that we, we got a uh, black snake rat snakes that, that seems to be getting uh i was hoping it's getting the mice and all that but it seems like they're swallowing our eggs so i might get yeah, yeah they love an egg <laughs> yeah, that's right so but i i would i would recommend the com- you know just putting it in the compost pile and Heating everything up, and I think you you would have uh, fewer pests. Yeah, I, I don't want I don't want any pests and stuff. So yeah, we'll just go that route. But I, I appreciate y'all's time. Well, Ray, I appreciate well, you, you calling us from Nashville. All right, well, you, you all ha- have a good day, and I'll tell Stubby you said hello. Uh, we shall. <laughs> we shall. Thank you very much. We we bye like bye. Stubby. Bye bye. All right, uh, we'll talk to Martha and Michelle. Straight ahead on the WPTF Weekend Gardener, it's 947. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. Yes, that's right. 951 WPTF time, 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. Martha is with us from Raleigh. Martha, thanks for waiting. Good morning. Good morning. How can we help you? Well, I have a non... I have a very important announcement to make. All right. The Better Than Bullion... Bullion is on really good sale this week at Harris Teeter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It is expensive, but it's yummy, and it's like at least two dollars off this week. Well, I think that's a. I think that's a good lead in to now. Phil, Phil now has the the recipe. Would you like to secret recipe? I'll say good morning. Ask your neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. So what's uh, can you go through the recipe? Well, I'll try to do this right quick so people can maybe uh, write it down, or if they want to, they can uh, email me, and I'll be glad to send it to them. Put a picture online. Well, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we could put it um, on Facebook, I guess. So uh, it's uh, Melissa, sweet Melissa has sent this, and her, it's her sister's, and she said she made it different every time. So here we go. <laughs> uh, crushed tomatoes, uh, large can, and then uh, ground beef. Her sister also used chicken or turkey, 
You don't have to use the you meat, You don't though. have to use the yeah, meat if this, you want to do this, strictly uh, vegetable. First time I had it, first few times I had it, it had ground beef in it. Right. Uh, you chop the onion and saute with the ground beef, chopped carrots, chopped celery, a bag of frozen soup vegetables, a bag of butter beans frozen, a bag of frozen corn, green beans, and I think she probably used uh, canned green beans, it looks like, a can of black beans drained and rinsed, a can of large red kidney beans drained and rinsed, mm. a, cane, a can of canelli, how do you say that? The canelli, yeah, beans drained and rinsed, better than bouillon beef, two heaping te- uh, tablespoons, uh, and you find it in the jar near the soup, and then better than bouillon vegetable, about two heaping tablespoons, and then water is needed. And uh, Melissa says any other vegetables that you prefer. Uh, she said that she, uh, if she had had a can of the petite diced tomatoes, she might have used that as well. And she didn't have exact amounts on the carrots and celery. She just said dump it in, simmer it, and enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she also said pota- potatoes can be added, but if you're going to freeze it, the potatoes don't freeze well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I am uh, going to go home and make this. <laughs> And I am, yeah, it would be a great weekend for this. And I am ready to sit down and have some. I hope it will cook quick. Cause the I'm, good uh, thing about the frozen vegetables is that it's not any salt in that. Exactly. Right. Now, there is in salt. the bouillon. You don't, need, you don't need any salt in any of it. Yeah, you don't right. need to add salt to any of this. Right. The bouillon has plenty. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But uh, that's good bouillon. But truly, it is. And like I said, it's on sale. Uh-huh. Here's well, Martha, thank well, you that's for great. that. Well, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I, think I did so. have one quick question, yeah. and I know it's probably complicated, but we took a great big oak tree out a year ago, June, and, you know, the hole is sinking this summer. I just put pots on top of the hole and let it just kind of rot, and, and it's sinking, and I guess I'm just going to need to dig it all up and put some dirt on top, right? That sounds like a winter to me. Yeah. You, you, you. If you're going to wait for it to deteriorate, sometimes people think it they, they can do that in a year. It takes years for a stump yeah, to you deteriorate can't, on yeah, its own. And it's all over my yard. We've got because the big old roots are sinking, and I'll walk across the yard and you just mush. So I think we're going to have to dig up that whole half. Yeah. And, um, well, you may just want to get a load of topsoil brought in. Yeah. Yeah. That's the easiest. Way I think to do that it. would be. Uh, I mean, we've got uh, we've got one place in over next to the nursery, mm-hmm. and I I'm sure that there was a huge tree there at some point in time, mm-hmm. and there's a little storage building sitting on it, and every time I go out there, it's gone down just a little bit uh-huh. further, and we've jacked it up, and it'll go down just yeah. a little further again. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty soon we'll I run out of cinder blocks. It. Yeah, I hated doing it, but when we took that sucker down, they cut the trunk and water just poured out of it. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the way the big big yeah. uh, willow oak was at yeah. the nursery. It was sad. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy your soup. Yeah. Yes, I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> thank you very much, Martha. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, if you're if you're listening this morning, and we're not coming in as well. We are having some transmitter maintenance. We've had some problems with that big old transmitter and the backup of all mm. things. And so, if you're not hearing us uh, well, you can listen at wptf.com. 
uh, or tune in radio. There are fairly uh, several sources for listening to WPTF and listening to the show digitally. And uh, also, there's a podcast that you can listen to and um, get lots of information, hopefully, this morning. 919-860-9783. Michelle is with us in Raleigh. Michelle, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all today? We couldn't be better, I don't think. (laughs) It's a nice sunny day. It's been nice to try to dry out a little bit without having so much. (laughs) Were you in need of drying out, uh, Michelle? Uh, Yeah, in fact, uh, I've got a place in my backyard. Um, Water's just sort of coming out of the ground. I think I must be right on top of the water table. It must be really close. (laughs) Well, that's good. Uh, <laughs> how can we? How can we help you, Michelle? Well, so uh, last year I planted a couple of uh, dwarf blackberries, so they're not going to grow full size. They've been really healthy um, up until now. I've noticed yesterday that some of the lower leaves on the cane have have turned brown. Some of them are curled just a little bit. And the canes themselves are kind of uh, striated, I guess is the best way to describe it. I haven't grown blackberries before. I, I don't know if that's normal. The leaves and all towards the upper, the, the outside ends of the canes still appear to be fine. So I'm um, not sure what's going on or and what to do about it if I need to do something. Okay. Well, blackberries are deciduous. They're supposed to lose their leaves, and well, if they're holding on, I'm they sorry, have held on to them. They're kind of a real dark red, bronzy color. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, right, this year's right. been kind of weird. Some some plants have held on to their leaves longer yeah. than they should. The Edgeworthy was I like that. Got, yeah, I've got some ornamental grasses that are still in color out there in the middle of all the dead and dying. Right, but it's getting time. Um, the weather is getting colder. You're going to see more and more of those leaves go off, and that's fine. They, you know, okay. they should drop everything um, they're, because they're deciduous plants. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about that, Michelle, at all. Um, any striation you're seeing on the, on the stems could just be normal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, many barks are much more interesting in the wintertime when we pay more attention to them when we notice that. If right. you do think that there's going to be a serious problem with them, um, one thing I would do is, is take a very good photo of that and um, check in with your local master gardeners and let them look at it and then look at that photo and then look up blackberry problems or diseases and see if there's anything that they could identify as being with that. But really, if you've just planted these about a year ago and they're dwarf and they've still held on to their leaves as well. It sounds like you're doing everything right. Yeah, yeah. They're still developing their root system and everything, too. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably send up new canes, too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. spring. Yes. Thing. Yeah. And we're out of time for this hour, Michelle. Does that help? That helps a great deal. Puts my mind at ease. I will take some pictures and just have it on. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. More of the Weekend Gardener Thanks. coming up.